0: How do you go from a physical product idea to it being worn and loved by your clientele? Welcome to Business Without Barriers, the show bringing you relevant strategies to thrive and and succeed in a volatile world, and the show turning barriers into bridges to success by bringing humanity back to business. I'm your host, Carmen Wild, and opening up her success vault today is Alicia. Alicia Atreya is the founder and CEO of Curvewear, a first to the mainstream market and innovator in apparel that provides women with a safe alternative to cosmetic enhancements. Rising numbers in cosmetic enhancements, as well as an increase in societal pressures, have affected consumers' self-perception. Curveway positively impacts the lives of women by preventing them from permanently changing their bodies to conform to a societal beauty trend. A very, very warm welcome to you today, Alicia. Awesome to have you on the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Carmen. It's a pleasure.
0: Tell us a little bit about Alicia as a child.
1: Um, Alicia as a child, definitely very talkative but i've always been very ambitious and um i love to read i in the middle i kind of lost touch for a while but i'm still i still love to read in my spare time just to wind down after a long day love to read um and yeah very ambitious always had quite big dreams to say the least um so yeah the, i guess this journey has definitely been explanatory of that.
0: Sure is and we're going to explore more of it as we go through the next hour so tell us what you studied. So I
1: had actually spent my initial year after high school studying a bachelor in architecture so my plan going into architecture was to own an architectural firm so that I could not only design the properties, but also develop and invest in the global real estate market and just real estate markets all over the world. So during this year of studying architecture, I was quite fascinated with how similar, but how different at the same time each real estate market was. Um, This fascination with the business aspect of things made me realize that what I was actually passionate about wasn't the... Architectural function and design, but more so the business aspect of the industry so I ended up switching degrees um, in and in November of 2020 um, I graduated with honors and I studied commercial law and information systems.
0: That's quite a switch and then quite a dramatic switch afterwards so this is getting more and more interesting <laughs> so. Would you have imagined in any way, whilst you were studying all this stuff, growing up being ambitious, studying all these different things, that you would be doing what you're doing now? Um, It's funny you say that,
1: because when I look back at how my life has unfolded, um, it seems like everything kind of came full circle. Uh Uh, Until middle school, I had this crazy obsession with becoming a fashion designer and owning my own brand. And I used to actually design and with my mom's help, of course, I used to make little clothes for my teddy bears and my
2: dolls. (laughs) And,
1: um, And after that, after my fashion designer phase, I had a phase where I wanted to be an architect for about three years. And I've always loved art. I love sketching and I love anything creative. So towards the end of high school, again, I changed my mind. And because I ended up falling in love with the sciences and accounting and calculus and economics and more so the academics. So leaving high school, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do because my heart craved the creativity that came with architecture. But at the same time, my mind was so stimulated by the academics. So I ended up applying for and getting into business school, law school, architecture, and biomed, which <laughs> is over here. It's like a pre, pre-med is what we call it. And it looks like I've finished three out of four. So who knows? Like Maybe medicine might be my next degree.
0: <laughs> Sounds fabulous. You keep it interesting. And um, I've got this thing about... I reserve the right to change my mind. Life changes all the time and and we grow and we change and we learn new things and we realize we we love something else. So I love this sort of mesh and amalgamation of so many different things, which which creates a lot of substance. So how did Curveway come about? Tell us how that originated.
1: (laughs) Okay, so one of my friends, she had actually gotten the Brazilian butt lift done overseas. So for those who don't know, the Brazilian butt lift, essentially it's a cosmetic procedure where they do liposuction and they take fat out of different parts of your body and they put it into your butt. Um, So the problem with her procedure was that she paid a thousand dollars As opposed to the average surgery price, which is around seven to ten thousand dollars, and because of that, she faced complications during the surgery. And once I heard about it, it made me look into the procedure a bit deeper and understand what really went into it. I saw that the I noticed that the BBL had one of the highest complication and fatality rates out of all of the plastic surgeries on the market. And it made me question why something like the push-up bra existed, um, but something similar for your butt, something that would enhance your butt wouldn't, wasn't on the market. And in, so in May, 2019, I started to, I tried to figure out how this crazy vision in my head would even work. And I quickly came to realize why something this crazy didn't exist. <laughs> um, so when you, when you compare, say, your chest, which is very stationary to your butt, sorry, your legs, which are constantly in motion, you understand it's very difficult to figure out how to make the product work because the most challenging part of creating such a product was figuring out how to make this remain a secret despite how much the c- customer moved.
0: Alicia, I just want to... I just want to make something clear. So the product you are speaking about that you had in your head, so just describe that to us first before you you tell us about the the complications with it. Okay. Just want to make it um, clear then... what you're trying to to create. <laughs> of course.
1: So the Curve Short is a provides women with a safe alternative to the Brazilian butt lift. It has a spandex and mesh polyamide. It's made out of spandex and mesh polyamide fabric, which compresses and controls like inner thighs, stomach, and all the problem areas, while it has insertable pockets where removable padding inserts are put into. So the reason why I opted for removable padding inserts as opposed to um, something stationary that was constantly there was because every woman's body is different. And the position where, say, my anatomy compared to yours or someone else's, it's completely different. So um, the reason why it was removable is so that people can adjust it as per their liking. So with the removable padding inserts, by adjusting where you put it, you can also change how dramatic the look can be. So you can change how whether you want a more natural look or whether you want a very dramatic and very BBL type of look. (laughs)
0: BBL, Ex- explain to it. So the Brazil BBL is the Brazilian oh, the butt Brazilian butt lift. lift. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got into your beautiful mind after your friend's experience that you want to create a short, this curvy, short that gives you the same experience and look. As what cosmetic surgery would do. Okay, yeah, so so that yeah. that that was what you started off as the idea. Okay, so now that we know what you what you're wanting to do, explain to us how you actually what happened. What what did you do? I mean, you've got an idea. How do you where do you go next with that?
1: <laughs> um I had an idea, it was a vision, very blurry vision, to be honest. Um, So I didn't exactly know initially how to pan things out. I didn't know how to sew. I didn't know that you you actually had to have a pattern before you could make a garment. I didn't know a lot of things. So all I knew is that I had this vision in my head that would not go away (laughs) and I needed to figure it out. That's all I knew. So um, I made about 32 samples and with each sample, the vision got a little bit clearer and I managed to figure out it, figure it out until a point where it was ready for the market. So I made 32 samples on my bedroom floor, which is probably why I have such a bad back, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, so I made those samples myself and then took it over to the manufacturer and yeah, 37 samples later, my dream, my little head
0: baby, my vision <laughs> came to life. <laughs> 37 samples later, you've got yeah. something that was just an idea and you've actually got a physical product. So, how did you know 37 samples later that it was actually ready?
1: Because I'm a perfectionist and I'm sure. Something I've learned now, as opposed to what I didn't know then, is to not be a perfectionist because in order to reach perfection at some point, you need to have that first draft. Um, so in terms of how I knew it was ready to go was because the market was first of all ready for it and the secondly, the product met every single criteria and I tested it out with several different people, um, different body types, different Mm -hmm. anatomy, different types of bodies, people sitting, standing, running, anything possible, anything you can imagine, sitting in very weird positions as well. I tested everything to make sure that everything was perfect down to the millimeter thickness of the padding itself so that when you sit down, it doesn't fold and you don't see that weird, like a boxy type of shape. It was very seamless. I wanted it to be like someone's secret weapon. No one knew it was there mm-hmm. apart from themselves. And once I reached that stage, I knew it was
0: ready. So are there different sizes for different body shapes or how does it work?
1: So it is, it is small, medium, large, extra large. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it is, like I said before, the removable padding is what makes it adaptable to different body shapes.
0: Okay. And, and the, the padding, does that also come in different, you know, thickness or anything like that? How does that, well, how do you do the padding?
1: So all of the padding, it's a certain,
0: um, it's down to the millimeter.
1: It's a certain thickness because this is what I found. This thickness is what I found works best for just not being seen. Okay. Anything thicker, it's very, um, you can tell when you sit, say, for example, it is going across your um, your hips, right? So if you're sitting down like you are right now and the padding was any thicker than it is currently, then it would fold and your whatever dress you'd make, you would be able to see it. And so through a lot of trial and error, I figured out all of these little, little things, these details then make it what it is. <laughs>
0: So tell us what your clients love about this product.
1: Um, I think that my, okay, so the first thing that I do every single morning is check my emails and every single day I see these long and emotional messages, like emails from customers. And the feeling that I get is honestly indescribable. I am so mm-hmm. blessed and to be in a position where me, my company and my product is the reason why Some someone on the other end of the world feels so confident, comfortable in their own Mm. skin and just empowered in general. Um, One of the customer emails that I can remember off the top of my head said, I've never taken so many photos of myself. And (sighs) it's a simple statement, but I think that sums it up. Because the curve short truly does bring you closer to yourself, whether that's an acceptance of yourself, appreciation of yourself, or just confidence in general. It's the feeling of walking a little taller, I guess, or holding your head a little higher. And I don't know how to describe it, but that's what my customers love. And I always tell people that my company, we don't sell products, we sell a feeling. And the feeling is being able to conquer the world. So if you want to conquer the world, then you need the curve (laughs) shot.
0: that's incredible so you're not actually selling a curve short you're actually s- selling the ability to conquer the world everything yeah. that you've said the acceptance walking taller bringing you closer to yourself the confidence the comfort um feeling empowered so that's what you're ultimately selling which is is, is incredible yeah. what tell us a little bit about what leads, what is actually the problem that leads a woman to need a curve short? What's going on in a woman's mind that makes her feel uncomfortable or not confident? What is, give us a little bit about that, the, 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 the physical problem that's going on that leads to a woman not feeling comfortable, et um, a, a woman
1: Being a woman myself. Um, of course. (laughs) Um, One of the challenges and the reason why, the point where I knew that, okay, I have to release this into the market, Mm -hmm. I actually found myself on social media one day, on Instagram, scrolling through as you do, and I came across this beautiful girl and she looked so beautiful and she was so perfect in every possible way. And I just finished going to the gym for three hours and I trained legs. I did everything possible but i still looked at her and I was like wow i wish i looked like that do you know what i mean mm. and it's that feeling i i guess it's wanting to solve that feeling wanting to make sure just like how i felt i'm sure you've at some point worn an a dress and thought looked in the mirror and thought i wish this was a little bit different mm. or i wish things were however if you know what i mean and that's something that every woman goes through and um, that's just the societal pressure that's being put on us. And although we can't completely elevate the pressure, um, what we can do is mitigate it through finding alternatives to make ourselves feel better, rather than s- succumbing to the pressure itself and getting these cosmetic enhancements when they're really just fitting into a trend, and this trend's going to go away. Just like beauty trends, just like um, fashion trends, the bag that was in that was in trend last season isn't now. Mm-hmm. So we can't allow society to dictate how we treat our body mm-hmm. and how we, you know, control ourselves and what decisions we make in regards to our health as per a trend. And so that is what I think how I knew that it needed to be done. Mm.
0: And, how I mean, I know you, you effectively launched the company when? What, what, when was it?
1: August, 2020. And honestly, the launch was by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of my friends, I, I initially did the shoot, the photo shoot for the product in January, 2020, and because COVID hit and everything was kind of shut down, I was like, okay, maybe now's not the perfect time to launch the product. So I held off and in August, I was just simply telling one of my friends about it. I was just telling her and she ended up posting it on her Instagram story. And then it gained a lot of traction and then everything just happened quickly. And then I ended up launching. <laughs> so that's kind of how it worked. And I'm not, I, I'm so grateful now that I think about it. It makes sense that everything happens when it's the right time for it to happen. We can't force something. No matter how many dates I sit here and pick, if it's not the right time, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Spot on. I mean, everything happens in its perfect time. And um, that accidental launch was, the perfect time for it to launch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I owe her everything. I owe her ah. everything. I tell her all the time. I owe her. Beautiful. It's amazing how these angels come into our lives when we need them yeah. most. Definitely. Tell me what were some of the initial challenges that you experienced. So now you've you've launched. <laughs> <laughs> you know not now you got to get things going and what What happened after that launch? Um, for me, before the launch,
1: my my challenge my main two challenges were conceptualizing this vision into a physical product, mm-hmm. and secondly, like how to make it functional in mm-hmm. reality. After launching, my biggest problem was keeping up. <laughs> I didn't the the support and the the feedback from people and the customers and everything had been overwhelming and I'm so grateful for how quickly things have progressed but I was struggling to keep up and even to this day I'm to be honest I'm still struggling I think I've just gotten better at hiding it but (laughs) um, um I'm definitely still that's something I'm working on but Keeping up with the demand and all the things that need to be done and adapting in relation to that was definitely my biggest challenge after
0: launching. And do you have some do you have support around you? How are you? What are some of the things that you've put in place to, to, to help yourself with, with the demand that's come through?
1: Um, are you? I you, do you mean in terms of like a team or like family friends. Or-
0: yes, so both. So so you know personally things that you've put in place just to be able to to stay in a place of of you know resilience and and energized and then also on the business side. Give me an idea of both.
2: Um,
0: I'm. In terms of
1: resilience, it was more so. I'm a very stubborn person. If I want something, I have to have it. And what I wanted, my purpose for this whole brand, this whole journey, I spent a year making 37 samples on my floor. I wasn't going to give up like until I until I got to where I wanted to be. And so I've definitely come a long way. I've achieved a lot of things that were once just a dream to me. It was just part of my vision board. Um, But at the same time, I also know that I'm not as far as I plan to be. I've come so far with what started off as like a blurry vision and sample after sample, that vision became clearer. But the only thing, like I said, that allowed me to get to this stage was my stubbornness because the stubbornness led to resilience. Um, It was my commitment to solving the problem and not accepting failure as the end of my journey. It was more so like the hunger that I had inside myself to achieve something that was greater than myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so because every time I've succeeded, if I I can count how many times I've succeeded, but the, I've failed a hundred times at least for every time I've succeeded. Mm-hmm. I've, and it was initially I would let it get the best of me because I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't understand how like, to take the no, take the no answer from people. Um, but no matter how many times I felt like my, wo- my world was falling apart, I was up at the crack of dawn ready to fix it. And so the stubbornness is what made me resilient, determined, and just unwilling to settle, <laughs> um, unwilling to take no for an answer. Because as time went on, I realized that the only reason why people are saying no is because they don't see the vision like I do. Mm. So no matter what happens or what anyone says, I just have to keep going. And at some point, everyone will understand. But if I stop, then they will never know what I was talking about.
0: Mm. So what are some of the no's that you've had to... What that you have experienced (laughs) so far? (laughs) (laughs) Where do I start? (laughs) Um, Give us the maybe... (laughs) One of the bigger ones that was like, oh, really?" You know, <laughs> uh, uh, one of
1: the main biggest. So, as I mentioned, this product doesn't exist in the market. Mm-hmm. It was something that I created, and essentially, CurveWare has created a new market for itself in mm-hmm. padded shape. We're innovating in clothing and technology, combining the two. So. Every time I went to a manufacturer, at least in the beginning, um, they would just say, they wouldn't understand what I was talking about. Mm. They'd be like, oh, this isn't really possible. Like, what do you mean? So it took so many no's, no, 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 I'm not gonna do this to finally get someone that said, okay, I'll try it. But the only reason they said, okay, I'll try it is because I wouldn't leave them alone. So, (laughs) so, so, Again, resilience. I I had to have it done. So it it took, that was one of the big no's. And a lot of the times after each of the manufacturers made me wonder, like, should I just stop? Is this like a ridiculous idea? Like, should I just, like, if someone, if a manufacturer who's been making apparel for so many years, if they're saying it's not possible, should I just stop?
2: Mm.
1: But I knew that I couldn't because I needed to see it happen. And that was one of the big no's. Another big no would be i can't think of anything that broke my heart more than that to be honest
0: (laughs) and when this manufacturer said yes i mean that must have been the most incredible just relief (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah yeah i remember when i was it was what it was 430 in the morning or something Mm -hmm. and I was like I was like please 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 say this and I saw like the little typing bubble and I was like please 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 and I finally got the okay we will try full stop and I was like oh my god and then I went I remember I went straight to our prayer room I prayed I thank god I was like thank you so much (laughs) this means everything to me and then I got to work I sent them everything that they needed all the packs I sent it instantly because I didn't want to. I didn't want them to change their mind. (laughs) So, got everything out to them, and then we began.
0: Are you still with the same manufacturer? Um, no. (laughs) Ah, a different story.
1: (laughs) That, That is a very
0: complicated story. Okay, okay. So, within the last year, you had a lot of nos. A yes. And then a change at some point, so it's 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 the stubbornness needs to keep keep being there because the the road gets bumpy even when there's success, more challenges come along the way. so um and and I have no doubt you've you've <laughs> you don't have to tell us the story, but whatever happened in terms of that manufacturer. How did you overcome the challenge? So, so what new thing did you have to put in place when you realize, oh shucks, now I need another manufacturer?
1: Um, my, For me, it was more so like the legal aspect of things. Okay. Um, so I don't want to get too into it, but okay. I just realized that um, there were, I was too trusting in certain mm. aspects and i studying law i should have known better to be honest but i now i know and now everything everything i touch everything i everyone i speak to there is a contract in place but back then i guess through like the joy and the happiness of the moment i didn't have certain contracts in place like a couple of documents that i needed to um and yeah so i I still like we're still on good terms we still talk Mm -hmm. every now and then Mm -hmm. but um, yeah what I needed them to do was out of what they were willing to do
2: so Mm -hmm.
1: you had to if, if one person said yes then there's bound to be someone else who would say yes that was kind of my mentality with the looking elsewhere I didn't want to stay with this one person and just compromise on my vision because that's all they could do for me instead I figured that okay i got, what, 50 no's? One person said yes. Okay, I'll have another 50 people say no to me. But someone's going to say
0: yes at some point. So it's okay. <laughs> did, it, did it take 50 no's for the next manufacturer? No. Ah, no. Ha, ha. Absolutely, because <laughs> no. you've learned some lessons. And, yeah. and now you knew how, I mean, that vision was so firm. And you, I, I think what comes into play is that belief. You had a belief now. I know I can get a yes. Yeah, and, and I, I knew, I knew mm-hmm. all the time. I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, someone's bound to say yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, they think I'm crazy. Someone must be crazy enough to like believe in me,
0: yeah. and that's okay. Like, I'll find this person. It's okay. I'll find them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the crazy misfits, like Steve Jobs says. It's it's the mis- misfits in the world that makes this world mm-hmm. the most incredible, inventive place. That's exactly <laughs> what we need. We don't we don't want all the, you know, the, the same things fitting in the same boxes to, to change the world, to bring a new, completely new product to the world. You cannot be in the box. So yeah. um, I love your, your your absolute determination to, to find that yes. And <laughs> I'm sure the people that support you and surround you now, it must be just an absolute joy to work with someone who knows what they want and is determined, um, it, it, it's, I'm sure you've got an incredible team around you now, and you will continue um, to find those people.
1: My my team's amazing, they do a lot, they definitely take a lot of pressure off my shoulders. Um, I'm sure they love me, but I'm also sure that they think I should relax sometimes, because <laughs> I can because <laughs> again, you know, it's my baby. So I tend to sometimes be a control freak, at least initially, when I started, you know, bringing together all these amazing people. Um, I was a control freak, I will admit it. Um, But one thing that I learned throughout the journey and through managing people is, and just hiring and like, um, allocating responsibilities, just managing on a owner level as like a founder, owner CEO mm-hmm. level is to just delegate if someone can do the job 80% good of how I could do it, that's good enough for me now. Mm-hmm. Because I've every single role that I've now hired to, I've done that role. Like I've mm-hmm. done it myself in initially when I didn't have anyone to help me. So and that was something that I Definitely recommend to any entrepreneur before you start hiring people, make sure that you are very proficient in every single role and every single aspect of your business so that whoever you hire, you know exactly what they're doing. They can't, you can add to them and you can give them advice and you can create like a strong bond and collide forces sort of thing, but you need to know what's going on. You can't just blindly hire people because then It's not your vision anymore.
0: Such wisdom, Alicia. Am I allowed to say your age? (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Alicia is 22. She's been, she launched her business in August of 2020. That's not even one year in business. (laughs) And these are the lessons that she has learned. And just with, with such poise and, 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 humility Uh, it's it's incredible there's so much confidence and so much humility and 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 gratitude which is really beautiful how big how big a team do you have to draw on to to do what you do um
1: I'm still currently in the process of hiring more people Mm -hmm. I initially I my first hire was essentially like a virtual assistant Mm -hmm. just to have someone that to do like the tedious work for me just Mm -hmm. to start with one person um if say even that was like scheduling instagram posts or i'll send them like a just a quick drawing of Mm -hmm. this is how i want this week's email marketing subscription Mm -hmm. to be they'll make it just tedious work like that time-consuming work give it to them um that was my first person but going forward i've started to hire more expertise in different aspects so that people there's more growth and there's more creativity. Of course, like, yeah, I've done, I did the role for the business initially, but there are experts who have studied that and who are way more qualified than I am in that position. Um, People that have studied marketing, they have that creative edge. So what they can add and the value that they bring to the business would be completely different to what I can imagine myself. So, to anyone who's looking to hire, I would definitely recommend first getting a virtual assistant. And this can be done, virt- again, virtually. You don't have to hire someone in your city. If you need in you know physical help, that's a different story. But you can hire someone across the world. There's so many talented people and people that will go above and beyond to do the job. Um, so hire someone, get the tedious work done, and then after that, start investing in aspects of the business where you see growth. For example, um, if I guess business to business, that depends. Um, but for me, a lot of the growth and uh, the the thing that separates Curveware from anything else is the branding. So for example, one of my people that I love, <laughs> one of my team that I love is in the branding. He, he does the branding for us and focusing on building that story and figuring out how to get that voice across without being condescending in any sort. So just things like that, invest in the right places, definitely. And don't do it all yourself because being a control freak is good to an extent, Mm -hmm. but at some point, (laughs) it's not worth it. You'll burn out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And again, wise words. Um, So from a manufacturing perspective, um, and this is, Entirely up to you if you want to share. Um, if you look at the growth already, um, what kind of numbers are you needing to manufacture? Where do you see this going? You know, give us an idea of of the growth already.
1: Um, I I'm I wouldn't be able to disclose the exact numbers, um, mm-hmm. but what I can say is especially with the Nordstrom launch coming up. I've definitely had to manufacture like a mass bulk specifically for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that batch that's currently being made, it's there's different aspects to it, just in terms of like branding or tagging, just small, small tweaks Mm -hmm. that push that message across um, with that retail launch. So separating our brand identity from the other people within that market Mm -hmm. that are retailing with Nordstrom. So just, in terms of like manufacturing, that's a huge. That's currently something that we have that I have uh, manufacturing right now, so I can kind of talk about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's all I
0: can kind of say. <laughs> yeah, that that that's that's perfect. Tell us about this exciting launch with Nordstrom. Why it's exciting? What it means for you? What how it's going to change things?
1: Um. So. I so like I said, like you mentioned, we I launched the company in August of 2020. By November of 2020, I had signed with Nordstrom to do to retail with them. Um, This me and you we've talked about like you know law of attraction. We've talked about this before, so I'd love to share this with you. I didn't mention it last Mm -hmm. time, but on my vision board, I had actually put um, Nordstrom on my vision board. Um, this was in October, October last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I put Nordstrom on my vision board, but then I took it off. I didn't end up leaving it there because I told, I thought to myself, like, there's companies that have been around for like years and they're not able to get a space in retail. I don't think I'll be able to do it, is what I told myself, and so I didn't leave it on there. I took it off. And turns out that was the first thing that came true on my vision board, so I guess it's just like a game that the universe trying to play with me. But
0: so you took it off your vision board, but it manifested anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Um,
1: yeah, I have one of my um, one of my friends. He lives in Oregon, and he helped me so much with the whole Nordstrom deal he put me in touch with the buyers and everything and everything just came together seamlessly mm-hmm. in fact i thought that you know what once i speak to the buyer and everything i'll have to really pitch it to them but they just saw the product they saw the everything and they were like okay cool we want this and to me i was like wait are you sure are you sure you want <laughs> cuz it didn't it didn't like mentally i was just like wait what like is this actually happening but he played such a vital role in the deal coming through, and of course, helping me and supporting me through that stage. Um, it was very—it was a very up and down roller coaster. Very, the ups and downs were definitely within a day. But um, yeah, he was very helpful, and I'm forever grateful for everything um, that he's done and helping me
0: get to where we are now. And how does? How do you see the business changing because of this?
1: Um, So one of the purpose, the value, the purpose Mm -hmm. and value statement for the company, for the business is providing women with a safe alternative, providing women all over the world, millions of women with a safe alternative to plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. This sign with this co with Nordstrom, it's really brought me closer to that purpose
2: mm-hmm.
1: because now I'm able to reach millions of more women. Mm-hmm. And of course, after Nordstrom, um, we are in talks with other companies and other retailers, but having that ability to, having that platform to be able to reach millions of more people than I would mm-hmm. directly through my e-commerce it's brought me closer to that purpose. And that makes me happy because that's what the company exists for.
0: Mm. Well, and, and it's just unfolding. That vision is just drawing you to the right um, people or outlets that, that is going to make that happen. And it's yes. happening yeah. fast. It's, it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's happening <laughs> <Yeah>. really <laughs> fast. Yeah. So you, you have an influencer marketing strategy um -hmm. do you want to tell us a little bit about that so in terms
1: of the influencer marketing strategy the okay so just to just to take a step back from that my what I told myself when launching was that until I reach x number of orders x number of sales x number of customers I wouldn't invest in ads Mm -hmm. and although that seems like a that's probably an unpopular opinion. But my understanding and my belief is that I'm trying to create a brand that will sustain itself and that will that actually speaks to the consumer themselves. So in order to understand what the consumer likes and what they really want, I need them to come to me organically. I don't want to shove anything down their throat or say, hey, buy this, buy this, buy this. It, it's more than a transaction for me. It's building that relationship with them So initially, I didn't, until I reached that number of sales, um, I didn't invest in any type of paid marketing. Everything was done organically. And the biggest biggest channel of that organic marketing wasn't Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. It was word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what I wanted because through that word of mouth, I get those emails, like I mentioned to you earlier, and I get that feedback, and I now know, okay, in the next version, this is exactly what we need to change. This is what people think. And through those changes, people keep buying because they love what we do for us, not because we're saying, hey, buy this.
0: Mm. It's more than a transaction. Mm. And right from the beginning, I mean, there's just this thread of organic. You know, there's yeah, authenticity yeah. and organic right through from the from how you envisioned the idea, made it yourself, fulfilled all these roles. I mean, there's just this amazing thread and fabric <laughs> right through of yeah, that uh, yeah. organic growth, which is which is incredible. What would you say has been the biggest realization for you on this entrepreneurial journey so far um myself
1: ah. I think I've learned a lot about myself I've mm. pushed my limits to points where I didn't know existed mm. and I've understood where those limits are so now I know not to push them because <laughs> every time I've pushed the limit I've thought okay I can do this like I can do it. The fall has been very drastic. So it's also, apart, apart from the limits, it's also picking myself back up. And even if I don't want to go to work someday, even if I don't want to answer any emails, I don't want to do anything, it's still get up, do it. You know, that discipline has told me that discipline. It's told me to just, you have to fight for what you want. And if I want something that's bigger than me, if I want to achieve my purpose, which is to reach millions of women all across the world and help them on their body positivity journey and help them on this this journey that they're on and feeling more confident, feeling happier, feeling however they choose to feel, then I need to get up and I need to do what I need to do and I need to get it done and I don't have a choice. And I've taught myself that. Um, it's, it was different in university because I graduated in November of 2020. So while my business was taking off, I was still in uni. And so I was trying to juggle everything. And that was one of the points where I learned my limit. Um, so definitely just taught me a lot about myself, my determination, resilience, stubbornness. Um, yeah. How to also cope with stress. And having a balance—that's something I'm working on. Not the best at it, but it, it's a work in progress for sure.
0: <laughs> what do you think? If you look at yourself today and yourself a year ago, what is the biggest positive growth change you see in yourself as as an entrepreneur?
1: <laughs> um, I've made myself proud. That's that's oh. definitely. Um, last year, this time, yeah, last year, this time I was, I finished doing the photo shoot for the business. We came into lockdown and all my hopes and dreams were shattered. (laughs) I thought that I spent all that time making everything and everything was done. I was ready to give up and I just, you know, I thought it was it, but, um, yeah, that's, that's it. One thing is I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself for coming to where I am today. And I will continue to be, I try to be proud of myself every single day. Because every single day, it's that, like you said, the consistency builds that little bit of growth. So I'm proud of who I'm going to be, who I am and who I was for not giving up last year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's beautiful. Is there anything you would... Knowing what you know now and looking back, is there anything you would have done differently at the beginning? No. Oh. Um, I think one thing
1: that I could potentially think of is in terms of the fact that I made the samples and everything myself, the 37 samples, I guess I could have hired, I could have outsourced, I could have got someone to do that and maybe finished it in 10 samples. But the thing is like, once making those samples myself is what taught me so much. um, I I wouldn't change anything. I honestly wouldn't. It would have saved me time, definitely. And maybe this journey would have been a bit further along than it currently is. But just through that, making everything and doing things the way that I've done it is what's brought me closer to myself. And that's what really matters to me. Um, understanding myself. And like I said before, my limits and everything um, through this journey is, is what I
0: aspire to do. Mm. So if you were to finish the sentence life is a what would that be (laughs) it's a
1: blessing it is Mm. definitely a blessing but it's also a roller coaster but you need to know how to ride the roller coaster but in order to learn how to ride the roller coaster you need to go on the roller coaster a couple of times (laughs) before you can just before you can become numb to it you know what i mean So. Life is a blessing, but it's a roller coaster.
0: (laughs) So get on, get on so that you can learn to ride it. (laughs) Get get on, start as early
1: as possible. Do do everything you want to do.
0: And through the process,
1: you'll learn, you'll make a lot of mistakes, but the mistakes will be worth it and you will never regret it. You'll be very proud of yourself at the end of it.
0: Yay. One last question. If you could share a, a message from your heart that you would want to share with the world, what is it right now that you would love to share?
1: Um thank you. <laughs> um I've I'm very grateful and blessed, and I think about it every single day. Um, like I said, the the little the middle school version of me had the obsession with becoming a fashion designer, owning her own label, and she didn't know that it was actually going to happen. It would just take, you know, architecture, law, and everything else. But it it eventually happened. And if that if she saw me today, she'd be very proud and she'd be happy. And I wouldn't have been able to do any of this without the support of, of course, my the customers and people like you who have who met. So it's amazing. Like, I'm so grateful to have met you as well through Johnson. I'm so grateful for Johnson. Um, so just everyone who's been there with me along this journey, even if it's like a small congratulations or whatever it is, thank you. <laughs> and it means more than anyone will ever know.
0: Thank you, Alicia. Um, <laughs> thank you. You know, that, that attitude of, of just beautiful gratitude and, and everything you've shared with us, thank you. Thank you for going out there and following your dream and your vision and being stubborn enough to show what's possible because you're, you're, you're in a beautiful beacon of possibility. That's what I see. And thank you for being that. Um, our world needs people like you to test the limits. Thank you so much, Karen. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so thank you for being on the show today. And we wish you just the most unbelievable ride uh, filled with joy and blessing and continued success and what you bring into the world in terms of Women feeling confident, comfortable, feeling like they can conquer the world—that's that, that's an incredible vision. So we're we're yeah, right we're behind can you. <laughs> yeah. Together we're going to conquer the world. So to, yeah, totally. Together we can conquer the world. And to everyone watching and and listening, um, wow! What 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 a beautiful testament to what's possible. What's possible when we just allow ourselves to dream. What's possible yeah. when we, we, we have a vision and we don't actually stop with the nose. There are many naysayers. There are many people who don't believe. There are many people who can't immediately see our vision. But when we have our secret weapon, which is about... Stay in it, stay in the game, believing in yourself, believing in that vision. But I think the biggest thing that we've learned is this was a vision bigger than self. This was such a notable and noteworthy and noble vision um, for Alicia that the nose didn't matter. Because the vision was there about the, the people she is serving and what she was bringing to market, and when we have something like that, such a worthy cause, we are able to sail through no matter what what lows they are, because there are always highs as well. So Definitely. tap into your vision, make <laughs> it happen, and um, wow! Start today, different start start today and we can conquer the world. We're there for each other. Yeah, uh, we can conquer the world.
1: And I'm here for anyone. If anyone needs anything, I'm here for you. <laughs> and I will believe in your vision even when you don't believe in it
0: yourself. So wonderful, because that's exactly what it is that we need. We need to surround ourselves with believers. So go out there, dream big. Go out and make that vision happen and together we can conquer the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.